to the Fit Freedom podcast hosted by Livia Francis. Each month I invite discussion on a chosen topic within menopause. It's really about the highs and the lows and the experiences of midlife as women in our modern day society. With 12 million women currently in the menopause in the UK, isn't it about time that it's highlighted more at work and more understood within our population? And today I have the pleasure of introducing Nikki Aitken, Conservative MP for London and Westminster, who is making ways by highlighting the importance of acknowledging menopause within our population and workforce, but also by being extremely proactive herself. She's making her own lifestyle adjustments to cope with the symptoms, and I'm sure she's going to tell you a little bit about it later. I've been coaching Nikki in exercise nutrition over the last few months, and she's had some extremely positive outcomes. And uh, Nikki, a huge warm welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to see you without being in keep fit gear. (laughs) It makes a difference, doesn't it? Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your background just to bring everyone up to date on you, really? Well, as you said, I'm an MP. I was elected in December 2019 uh, to represent, as you say, the cities of London and Westminster. And before that, I was a councillor, a local councillor in Westminster. Um, and I was leader of the council for a few years. And I am a mum of two teenagers. Uh, daughter is 17 coming up and son is nearly 15. Um, and been married for over, gosh, I think it's 20 years now. It is 20 years. Um, and just a very busy person, always been involved in exercise, love exercise, uh, been working out. I remember going, starting at university at aerobic classes in the 80s with my leg warmers on and then progressed into the 90s. I think we were all doing step in the 90s, weren't we? We were. Always, always did, you know, working out in the gym. I've had a few personal trainers so yeah always been a huge fan of exercise because the way it makes you feel mm-hmm. um I used to run a bit don't run anymore because I've had too many injuries but uh yeah so that's me that's I'm very busy as an MP a mum a wife and try to squeeze in some exercise in between that sounds as though you're on the right track there what are your views on and what women should be doing if they're struggling with menopause day to day I think the menopause has been one of those, it's a bit like, I, I, I equate it to childbirth. Nobody tells you what childbirth is like until you go through it. And then you think, why didn't anybody tell me? And then it's like this, it's like this women's secret. And as I've progressed in my life, I've got to the menopause now. I'm perimenopausal, but you know, I'm, I'm on the brink. And again, when I hit being perimenopausal it was like what the hell is this I'm going mad and I remember thinking about a few of my friends who were slightly older than me who had who obviously were going through it at the same time at the time when I knew them in their late 40s early 50s but they were put on antidepressants mm. and it suddenly realized I suddenly realized do you know what menopause is something that we have not discussed as a society as a nation as women until now, I think there's certainly been a huge change. You know, you've got the likes of you. Uh, you know, we've got people like um, Meg, um, uh, Noel Gallagher's ex-wife, and uh, Davina McCall, and people like that. There's, you guys are leading from the front and telling people, telling women, actually, 
this is okay. It's okay. You're going to get through this, but you need to do, you know, this, this, and this to help you. And I do think also there is a need for a lot more training and information to be given to GPs. I think, again, it's improving, but we're not there yet. I think there's too much, sadly, and when I say ignorance, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a really derogatory way. I mean, it, it's just people don't know. Um, so I'm hoping over the next, you know, five, ten years, we will speak, speak more about menopause, like we do about mental health. I mean, menopause is not about mental health. It's a physiological issue, but it does have a knock-on effect for your mental health. You do think, wow, I'm putting on so much weight, but I'm not eating anything, and why am I doing that? Um, you do feel different. Your body does change. Um, and there is really, uh, there are answers out there. There is help out there. There's, there is medication. You know, I'm on HRT, um, and it's really helped me. Um, but I think it's about spreading the information, spreading the word and giving women the confidence to go to their GP or go to a specialist or to find information online to better inform themselves so that they can then respond to it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the Nuffield Health, they, they did a study and they were saying that two thirds of women, and it's a very recent survey, reported hormonal changes were having such a detrimental effect on their lives. So we really need to almost attack it or have that information at um, the education level, which is great because it started, hasn't it? Wasn't it last September it was introduced to the curriculum, learning about the menopause in schools. And that's that's been a real breakthrough, I think. Is there any other, what, what would be to you breaking the taboo of menopause? So menopause in the workplace, anything, anything else that you want to highlight? Well, I think you're absolutely right about workplace. So I, the menopause hit me like a truck when I soon, not, 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 not long after I became leader of Westminster Council. And I was really suffering from insomnia. You know, that awful thing. You go to sleep. I had no problem with getting to sleep. And then I'd wake up at two o'clock in the morning. It was like an alarm was going off in my, in my body. And, you know, I would get the hot sweats. That would wake me up and then I'd be awake for three hours and I'd be wide awake. And that would happen for nights and nights on end. And I was on my knees. And so often I'd have to cancel early morning meetings because um, I just I wasn't fit to get out of bed, let alone go and chair a meeting or whatever. Mm. And that was really quite scary because you do think, what is wrong with me? Am I ever going to get through this? And that's why I went on HRT and that did help. But I do still think that I, you can still fluctuate with HRT. It's not just like, you know, taking the contraception, contraceptive pill, you take it and you don't get pregnant. Well, the vast majority of us don't get pregnant. With HRT, I think our hormones are still, you know, up and down and it just depends what type of person you are and, and you're, you know, we're all different. Mm. And I think it was really difficult sometimes when I'd be on HRT and I'd still be getting some of the symptoms. And it was like, well, why is this happening? And there was no, I felt like there was nowhere to go to ask that help. So I know the government has just um, launched its uh, really impressive consultation on women's health. And the health minister, Nadine Doris, is leading that. You know, and she's a woman who's 
um, you know, an older woman who's been through the menopause. So she understands it. So I think I will be um, being getting involved in that consultation. And I would recommend anybody listening to this podcast to look it up on the government's website about this women's health consultation and have your say. Because if we tell policymakers about the issues we're having and how we want the government to respond and the services we need to help us get through that those and it is a period it's not you know it's not a lifetime it is a certain amount of time perhaps five ten years um and that sounds like a long time but you can manage it but the government needs help to understand what we need and that will help employ employers as well when I was uh, leader of the council, I did a f- number of um, menopause focus groups and they were always so well attended. And we had a few men come along as well, because obviously men are managers as well as women. And they need to understand that sometimes a woman might need a bit of understanding that she, do you know what? She can't come in this morning because she hasn't had any sleep and it's been like going on for seven weeks, so seven days, so she needs to stay at home today, she'll do her work, you know, we know women work, we know as, you know, working mums, I know so many working mums who will do a day's work, but but leave maybe on time at five o'clock while people are staying on later to pick up their kids, come home, give the kids tea, get them into bed, and then get the, get the laptop out again because they want to get their job done. So it's not about giving women slack that they don't want to work. It's about understanding that some women at a certain time of their lives may need some understanding so that they can get through this, so that they can, you know, achieve what they need to achieve for themselves and for the company. Do you see more companies in the future having some kind of legislation in place or or support group even at work to help women through this stage? Do you think it's something that's viable in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I do think the more we as a society understand what menopausal women need at certain times um, during their menopause, um, it's, you know, we've seen so many improvements in legislation for pregnancy and for caring opportunities now, you know, and a lot, a lot of the bigger companies in particular have, a, have really strong policies in place to support their staff. And I think the menopause is the next stage of that. And I think going back to what I'm saying about the government's consultation, I think, again, that will help the government uh, understand what guidelines they need to support employers support their staff so yeah absolutely I do think and I think Liv it's about also women like us now have got to a certain stage where we've worked all our lives we've all had careers and we've hit 50 we're still you know still wanting to work needing to work and uh you know we are at a certain stage in our careers quite often where we might be in middle or high management um and we can make the, the things happen as well. We need to understand that we need to be supporting women and putting in place policies now that will help women who are younger than us. So when they hit the menopause, they won't have this suddenly, what the hell's going on? How do I get through this? Yeah, it's just like you said earlier, it is like being knocked sideways by a truck. I totally relate to that. And I'm sure lots of other women out there do. Um, how can people get in touch if they want to get involved with the government's um, next move, you mentioned the... Yeah, well, if they go on to gov.uk, 
um, that's the governor's website. And if they just put in the uh, search engine part, uh, women health consultation, it should come up and then there'll be links to that. And then they can have a read of what the, uh, what the thoughts are. And then they can have their say, there'll be a, a, a consultation process that they can take part. And I would really encourage anybody to do that. Fantastic. Thanks for letting us know about that. And just from a personal perspective with menopause, um, I know you said it's been overwhelming. If you could advise women just um, on a day-to-day basis how they can help themselves in menopause, what are your top tips that you would give somebody if you're having, say, a cup of coffee and having a chat about it? Talk about it. Go and talk to other women of your age or older to ask them their advice. Because again, I think it goes back to what I was saying about childbirth. Nobody really talks about it until you get there. So go and talk to friends and family. Um, Also talk to your GP. GPs are getting better. Don't let them put you on antidepressants. You're not depressed. You're menopausal or you're perimenopausal. Look into HRT. I've been on HRT now for about three years, I think maybe four years. And the difference is dramatic. And I know there's been health concerns about it over the years, but the, but, but the more science, scientific data that we have now, as, as, as more women are on HRT and we get to understand more about it, the health benefits of being on HRT way outstrip any concerns they may have. Yes, there will be a small cohort of women who are who may not be able to go on it because of risk of breast cancer, because they've got breast cancer in their family. They may have the gene that triggers um, some f- form of breast cancer or uh, cervical cancer, but your doctor will be able to advise you on that. And if you can't go on HRT, there are plenty more supplements you can go on and then also do what I've been doing with you, Liv, which is, I, you know, I obviously did your 90-day plan, mm-hmm. um, is nutrition and exercise. Yes. And just making some small tweaks to your diet, you know, really cutting out the sugar, cutting out bread. I love bread, but it is the devil's food. I'm sad to say for many of us, not for, not, not for everybody, but for me, it really affected my metabolism. Um, pasta as well. I kind of love pasta, but just you've got to cut it out or cut or cut it right down. Um, and alcohol. Again, I think many women I know of my age get to a stage where they can't drink as much and as often as they used to. I think you know, in our twenties and thirties, we could you know have a great night out and then get up the next morning and go to work. Now, for me, it's two glasses maximum because I wake up in the middle of the night and I need my sleep. So I would say, look at plans, look at menopausal fitness and um, diet plans, uh, you know, obviously like yourselves and there'll be others out there um, that would make you look, focus on you, focus on what your body needs at this next stage of your life. And I think putting in the building blocks now checking what you're eating, doing more of the exercise that you, I mean, I, what I found fascinating with your plan is, you know, it's all about strength and it's all about your core and, and your hips and, 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 you know, making your shoulders and your arms and your legs strong for the next stage of your life. And we, we I hope we're all going to live for another 40, 50 years. And if we're going to live that long, we need to live it as best as we can. 
We want to we want to live it as healthily as we can. So by putting in the work now, I think we'll pay dividends in the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Absolutely. I mean, you take the words right out of my mouth when you say that. It's almost like our future self will thank us for the work we put in now, you know, supporting the skeletal system. And yeah. Yes, system having a leaner body or a slimmer body because we have slightly more muscle density and I think you know sometimes that can scare women off and it just means having a toned body underneath is going to give you long levity in the future so um any other top tips today or do you think you've rounded that up nicely I thought it was a great summary uh, I think just be kind to yourself yeah. do not beat yourself up Look, you know, I got to the stage where I have put on two stone over about three or four year period and it just creeps up on you. Because, you know, I wasn't, I said, I'm saying to my husband, if I gorged myself on chocolate every night, if I drank three litres of Coke a day or a bottle of wine every night, I would understand why I put on so much weight. I had done nothing different. Um, I was eating bread, I was eating pasta, but I wasn't eating, you know, I wasn't really going over my necessary my uh, calorie um, intake every day, but it creeps up and your body changes. That's what I've learned. Your body changes. And my plea to anybody listening is just don't beat yourself up. It is part of nature. And we know how delightful Mother Nature can be to us women. And you can respond to it. You can do things that will make you prepare for later life and to, you know, deal with the menopause. Um, and, you know, you're, you are not going to be, you're not going to have the body that you had in your 20s and 30s, but you can have the body that is right for you in your 50s, 60s and 70s and beyond. Um, be kind to yourself, get the help and the advice that you need and deserve and just enjoy life. Enjoy your menopause. I think we all can, to, to in, in the main, in the main, have a good menopause, but we need to do it properly. We need help and support, like with your, yourself, Liv, and others, and we need um, to ensure that our GPs and the, and the medical um, sector does understand what we women need as we grow older. Yeah, I think that's very well summarised. And interesting, you should pick up that point about the medical profession because I think doctors are becoming more open-minded about it. And it's just a question of time before it filters down, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I do think that as more information comes out, as more women like ourselves who want to carry on working do have children. You know, I've still got teenagers at home. I've got elderly parents as well. We're in that sound, we are that sandwich generation where we need to keep all these balls up in the air. Um we will not take no for an answer. We are, I don't think our generation rightly is going to suffer in silence and we shouldn't suffer in silence. We deserve the best advice. We deserve the best medical um, advice and uh, med medication that we need if we need it. Uh, and we need the, the, the support and help and advice that we all deserve to get through the menopause. And I think because we are starting to shout now, saying enough, we need help. I think the medical profession is beginning to listen in greater numbers. Um, and I do think, as part, as I said, as part of the government's 
women's health consultation, that is part of it. Yeah, I think that's that's really important. I'm glad you highlighted that. And I'm sure many people listening today will click on the government website and certainly want to have their say. So everybody out there, thank you so much for joining us today. And do remember to get in touch. And like I said, go to the website, have your say. And together, let's really help break that taboo around menopause. Um, this is Livia Francis, founder of Fit Freedom, the Menopause Lifestyle Solutions, speaking today with Nikki A. MP in our quest to bring menopause to the forefront of our minds and create change.